0: It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop and a sketchpad. This is the Tech Guide podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 331. You're listening to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're a first-time listener, we're glad you found us, and we hope you become a regular listener. My name is Stephen Fennec, and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. Well, we've just returned from the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. And we've got a lot to talk about. We'll talk about the biggest announcements, of course, from the show, including announcements from LG, Samsung, and Hisense. And we'll also take you through the coolest and quirkiest smart devices we discovered in the halls of CES, and also share Telstra's 5G announcements, which was also made from Las Vegas. And we'll wrap it all up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A big show to cover the big CES show. So let's get cracking. Well, we're going to kick it off with the major announcements and we're going to start with LG. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say they had probably the most talked about product at the show. And I'm talking about the OLED R. This is the OLED, the rollable OLED that uh, comes up out of a cabinet, full 65-inch OLED and remarkable piece of technology. And uh, I think everyone who saw it, you really can't appreciate it until you see it for yourself. I've shared a couple of videos both on uh, Tech Guide and on our YouTube channel, be sure to check it out. This is, it's a remarkable product. The LG TV and the OLED, the, the OLED format. You've got to remember uh, one of the features of the OLED format is that it's bendable. Uh, LG's demonstrated that dramatically at the entrance of their booth with the OLED waterfall. So there was more than 260 55-inch OLED panels that went in to make this incredible entrance display. And the panels were bent in such a way so that it it sort of slanted down from the ceiling and then curled in front of the entryway, and no other way you could have done that but with, with OLED, and with that in mind, uh, when you step into the booth, you will see, of course, the OLED R, which is comprised of a cabinet, it's about, or oh, it's, 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 I describe it as being like an oversized soundbar, because there are speakers actually in that bottom cabinet, but when you press the button on the remote to raise the television a tiny little slot opens and up pops this OLED screen that unfolds out of the cabinet it has on the back there are a couple of uh, brackets to support the and to and keep the the TV straight and flat and as well as uh, several segments so that uh, when it rolls out completely it is completely flat and straight so when when it's fully rolled out, it's like you're looking at your normal OLED TV that you would have seen, uh, but it, two seconds ago, it was was wrapped up, rolled up inside a cabinet. Picture quality-wise, of course, it gives you everything we're used to seeing with OLED. That's those deep blacks, great color, uh, and re- very thin screen as well. You look at it side on, It's It's virtually, it's wafer thin. And I've shared a couple of stories on Tech Guide. if you do want to check that out for yourself and to try to appreciate what uh, LG has come up with. No talk of a price yet or a release date. We suspect it's probably going to be the second half of the year in Australia. And price-wise, well, as with all new technology, it will be expensive. We don't know how expensive just yet. But if you cast your mind back a couple of years ago, when the when LG released the OLED, the OLED W, the wallpaper, now remember that one. That was the screen that actually sticks magnetically to your wall, and yeah. with that, I can remember. I think that was about sixteen thousand dollars a couple of years ago. Uh, two years later, that's about half the price. So you, new technology always costs more, but You never know what's going to happen a couple of years down the track, and we're hoping that OLED R follows that path. But no other TV at the show could match that in in just pure wow factor. Other TV manufacturers uh, have LED, QLED, but none of them can do this. None of them can bend. None of them have those characteristics that OLED has. So LG definitely ran away with that one. The other OLED they had on the stand was an 88-inch 8K OLED TV. 8K, another theme of the show, were four times the resolution of 4K, and the OLED 4K OLED looks gorgeous. So imagine what 8K looks like. 88-inch. You need a bigger TV to to fit in that that sheer number of pixels. More than 33 million pixels in an 8K TV. So uh, that was to see that as well in person, I can remember putting my nose about 10 centimetres from the screen, could not see a pixel. It was so clear and so sharp. Uh, Samsung's 8K, we'll talk about that in a moment, but uh, they all had one thing in common. They were really sharp and really nice and also had some upscaling technology. Uh, the AI also does some of the heavy lifting there with the uh, with the uh, upscaling, so it can uh, machine learning, uh, so it, it can every time it upscales, it learns from what it's upscaling. So next time it comes across something similar, it's already got that experience in its back pocket to make it even easier. The other cool product on the LG stand was the Cinebeam. This is their short throw projector. Now this is a product that you can project uh, up to a ninety image, a ninety inch image. If, the, player, if the, the projector is just five centimetres off the wall, if you're limited for space but you still want that big picture, you don't have a dedicated room, the Cinebeam could do that for you. And if you move it back just a little bit further, 16 centimetres off the wall, that image size jumps up to a massive 120 inches. Now, it doesn't come with a screen, but you can either buy a screen and attach it to the wall or just have a, have a plain wall, a white wall, where you'll be able to uh, have, enjoy the, that big screen experience. LG also introduced a new range of soundbars as well. These are the soundbars built in collaboration with Meridian Audio, that very well-respected UK audio company. So they've tuned these soundbars. And what what the soundbars can do, you can either mount them on the wall below the TV or place them on a flat surface. But what I like about these soundbars is they're pretty smart. They've got a feature, they've got sensors on board to detect how you've placed the speaker, because after all, they have Dolby Atmos on board. So you're can, so you going to hear sounds coming from all directions, from around you and above you. So that's important for the sensors to know exactly how the soundbar is resting, whether it's up on a wall or on a flat surface. The sensors tell the soundbar, and then the speakers, the internal speakers, adjust to make sure they're firing in the right directions. That is, uh, it's going to add a lot to your viewing experience. Sound is a very important part of it. While TV's going to look great, the experience, the movie's got to sound great as well, and that's where the sound bars come into it. LG also had, and this was, this had a lot of attention, this product, a new product called the LG Home Brew. Now, all of you beer lovers, here's your opportunity to make your own beer. And I, I do know that uh, making beer, brewing your own beer, is very popular in Australia, but I do know one other thing that it's actually can, it's pretty difficult. It's quite an involved process. I haven't done it myself, but from the people I know that have uh, done it, done it, they've told me that they're, uh, it does take some time. It takes uh, up to two to three weeks to have the whole process. So, so the fermentation and the whole thing from start to finish, and then afterwards the big task is cleaning. So LG have taken all that in, into account and come up with the home brew. Which is this capsule-based system? It's like the Nespresso machine for beer making. You can choose five different flavors, and in just two weeks, you have cold beer coming out of the homebrew tap. And at the end, when you're done, it uh, it uses steam to clean out the whole all the canisters, and so it's ready for you to start all over again. Really simple process. And if you're patient enough, well, you've got to be patient because it takes weeks, a couple of weeks at least for this to, to be brewed properly. If you're patient enough, then the LG home brew will reward you with some very nice beer. And as I said, the great news is it is self-cleaning, which is usually very hard for beer makers. So that's one less thing you have to do. Beer, soundbars, soundbars. 8K TV, Cinebeam and that remarkable OLED R, that new TV check it out, go to my website look at the video, we did a, we did a video actually uh, which takes you on a tour of the whole LG booth it's like you're there at the show with us so give that a give that a watch it's up on our story and you can check that out at techguide.com.au Tech Guide Keeping you updated and educated This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Well, next up, we hopped over to the Samsung stand and uh, took a tour of their stand, their booth, massive as usual, uh, about the size of a football field, I would say, uh, maybe a little, slightly smaller. But again, biggest booth at the show. Samsung were always, always had a big booth, and well, they've filled it with a lot of things. They need a lot of space because they've got a lot of stuff. And in the Samsung booth, we, of course, first thing that hits you is a 98 inch. 8K TV, now Samsung have been pretty active in the 8K space, they first announced their 8K TVs back in August at IFA in Berlin, we were there, we saw them, they look remarkable and here at uh, CES the 8K story continues, the 98 inch TV is just a wall of TV and again sharp, remarkably sharp, really clear and other sizes that are available, though, and not, not sure uh, what sizes Australia is going to get, but Samsung going to make a 98-inch, which I'm pretty sure is going to come to Australia, 65-inch, 75-inch, 82 and 85-inch. So hopefully all of those or most of those sizes will be released in Australia in the coming months. We're talking within two months we could have these in the market. But one thing about the eight K TV is the the AI and the features that it brings. Uh, one of them is the improved picture quality, so being able to run that many pixels on the screen. But also, to uh, is the the increase, the enhancement, the upscaling of content. No eight K content to be to be found at the moment, but we've got these eight K TVs coming. So, what's the story with that? The the story is that. It'll take your existing content and it will upscale it to 8K. I saw a live demo of this on the stand and it was incredible. From everything from SD, HD to 4K, it upscales it to 8K quality. So don't worry if there's no content. Your existing content's going to look amazing. So the AI, though, uh, really does does a lot more work there, including choosing the right sound mode. The TV can detect what you're watching can tell if you're watching sport or a movie or playing a game and adjust the sound mode accordingly. Normally, that's you have to do that manually. But the TV's a lot smarter than that. Upscaling, we've spoken about with the AI. But the other improvement, uh, they had a little good demo of this on the stand as well, is the viewing angle. The 8K viewing angle, when you look at it right on the side, it doesn't lose its brightness or colour. Other TVs, including older Samsung TVs, if you're sitting at an angle, if you... Don't get that prime position on the couch, then you're going to suffer. The other way we watch TVs is also sometimes from another room, which is also often at an angle. So say we're the kitchen's in the lounge room, we're watching from the 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 TV's in the lounge room, we're watching from the kitchen. That is uh, that that's without the good viewing angle, you're not going to see anything. So uh, the 8K TVs are also going to offer that incredible viewing angle as well. But that wasn't the only TV that Samsung had on its stand. Samsung also unveiled an all-new format. It's called Micro LED. Now, this is their TV that they call The Wall because it allows you, it's a modular system that allows you to create your own shape and size television. So Micro LED comes in these small tiles that you put together to decide what shape you want. So you might want an ultra-wide TV. At the moment, you're stuck with whatever shape that the companies give you. But with micro-LED, it allows you to choose what shape and size you want. Now, this is already, it's mainly a a B2B play. This is a commercial solution. So if you want displays and things. But Samsung is pretty sure that uh, later this year, this is going to be offered to consumers as well. So you can configure your own television so it's going to be 4k resolution but again it's like putting a lego set together you can make it any size or any shape you want whether it's ultra wide square you name it you can buy these these modules and create your own telly apart from tv samsung the other story that samsung is telling was this this vision of their of the connected home and the connected world and smart things plays a massive part of that smart things is the unites products sensors and appliances so you can create various scenarios whether it's turning lights on and off whether it's uh, having a cooking routine going on maybe your tv your your fridge has a recipe that you want to start in the oven it talks to the oven preheats the oven steps you through the whole process just two of many 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 examples that smart things is going to enable in our homes smart things they re- released a starter kit late last year which consisted of a smart things hub that connects to your modem, as well as lots of sensors. So you can continually monitor and control things through your devices, through your smartphones or through your TV dashboard or from the fridge or wherever you happen to be controlling your smart things. From your phone would probably be the most common scenario. But it's just one uh, another step forward where we're seeing a lot of this stuff now becoming reality. We've been talking about it for years, but – now we're seeing the reality. Now it's coming true. It's it's happening. It's here. So uh, Samsung have got a head start there with smart things, as well as of course their wide portfolio of products. You've got TVs and 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 mobile devices and fridges and ovens and washing machines. Uh, they've got you covered across the entire home. But the good thing about smart things is that it's it's device and brand agnostic. It's a it's an open platform. So that. You don't have to have wall-to-wall Samsung products. They've already, uh, they've already made, done deals with major companies to include their products on the SmartThings platform. So don't think that it's, a, it's just a season ticket to Samsung products. It's not. It is open to other devices. Another thing we, we caught on the stand as well was a product that was unveiled where at the, at the, uh, the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 launch, and that was the Galaxy Home. That's this new smart speaker. Six smart six speakers on board, tuned by Harman Kardon, no less. It's got a down-firing subwoofer, uh, but it's also a smart speaker. There's a smart things hub built in, and it has Amazon Alexa on board, also. But here's one really cool feature that is on board. It's called Sound Steer. So this is a this is a circular uh, speaker. So that you can place it in the middle of the room and you expect the sound to go everywhere. But with SoundSteer, you can steer the sound in your direction. You just just talk to the speaker and it will then, okay, you're sitting over there. I'm going to direct the sound in your direction. So suddenly the audio is aimed towards you. Remarkable. That's going to be out in a couple of months as well. Now, here's one... New a major, a couple of major things that, that Samsung also announced and sort of demonstrated that it's just not all about TVs and mobile phones for Samsung. This whole connected life thing—this is what this is a reality for them. This is they've, they've invested millions, billions of dollars in this vision moving forward, and it's again based on smart things. One of them is connected driving. So Samsung owns a company called Harman, which is a driving technology, an automotive technology company. And so they're lending a lot of the, the tech to making this in-car experience, this new connected experience. So they're bringing smart things from the home to the car. So things from simple things like seeing if you've got enough fuel on board from, from inside your house. You can say, oh, I want to go on a road trip. Have I got enough fuel to make it or do I need to go to, the, to fill up? Or you can fire up the climate control in your car before you even get in it from inside the house. A couple of really handy little things like that. But when you're in the car, there are cameras on board which can identify the driver and the passengers, customize the whole experience, including settings, audio entertainment preference, that sort of thing. But the cameras also can watch for signs of drowsiness and fatigue uh, and, and distraction. So if, you, uh, if your eyes are nodding off, it'll say, oh, you're looking, feeling drowsy and do something about it. It'll give you an alert, stop the car, whatever happens to happen. So we sat inside the mock-up vehicle and tested this, so we closed our eyes for a few seconds. you see this on our video. We shot a video also, a Samsung tour of their booth as well. But you'll see this on the video. It's remarkable that it picks up that our eyes were closed for a few seconds, and if you close your eyes for a few seconds, it's normally a sign that you're going to sleep. We even looked away from the road for a second and said, oh, hang on, you're distracted. So remarkable. And and the other thing too is you can customise a lot of these. All the knobs and switches and screens are all customizable. So you're not locked into one configuration. The other thing on the Samsung stand were bots. And we're seeing uh, these uh, others, other companies had similar products, but Samsung had uh, some pretty deep development there, including a bot called Bot Care, which is kind of meant to manage your daily health needs. So it's more aimed at elderly patients, elderly users. So they're reminded of, to take their medication. They can take their blood pressure and heart rate at any time so it sort of keeps an eye on them it's like an in- in-home nurse that can keep an eye on them that's not the only bot though there was bot air which is a mobile air freshener but bot retail was another one so you can imagine in the cafe of the near future or or shop of the near future the bot comes out takes your order goes away, brings you food or brings whatever item you've requested, whether it's clothes or shoes or whatever, and that's what you interact with in the stores. And no doubt the machine will let you pay for it there on the spot as well. So they've got a pretty decent vision of how bots can be used in society and they're just a couple that I've mentioned. Samsung, amazing stand, biggest at the show. As usual, you can view our video and our story. If you want to check those out, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Well, next up, we're talking about Hisense, and they had a busy show here as well. They had a lot to talk about, including new ULED TVs, the next generation ULED TVs, their own version of micro LED, but also a laser TV. Let's kick it off with the laser TV because this is a product that Hisense have been developing for a while. I think they're up to the fourth or fifth generation of this product, but it's coming to Australia for the first time. Now, this is a dual-colour laser TV, which is basically a short-throw projector. So what this will allow you to do is, is have a 100-inch image, 4K Ultra HD image, from just a few centimetres from the wall. I think the distance is 19 centimetres from the wall and you'll get a 100-inch 4K image. They're calling this the Series L, L Alpha laser. So this is expected to be in Australia later this year as well. No word on pricing. We don't know how, how much it's going to cost but expect it in hopefully the first half of the year. Now, here, this is a product that has includes a screen, so the, t- the, the actual laser TV itself has a TV tuner on board, speakers on board, so it's exactly the same experience as if you bought a sense TV, but it's, it's in a projector format. So, the laser TV itself looks like a, an oversized DVD player that sits on your entertainment unit and beams up this incredible image. And included with the TV, as I mentioned, is a screen, 100-inch screen, that allows you to enjoy this remarkable picture. Now, it's not just any old screen. It's an anti-reflective screen where the surface is actually angled so that it anticipates the angle that the light beam hits the screen and then bounces that forward to the viewer. So I, I sat in front of this and I thought, wow, this is a really good image. In fact... The comparison that came to mind was the the LG Cinebeam that we spoke about earlier, which doesn't come with a screen. You, you can BYO screen or just project it on the wall. Hisense has taken it a step further here with a specialized screen that can be only be used with a laser TV, and it, it enhances the experience, uh, enhances that picture quality. So that's exciting. Expect that uh, any time in the next, hopefully the first half of the year, hopefully. Comes with a wireless subwoofer as well. So uh, a lot of work went into this, and I can tell you that I saw this, and I was very, very impressed. Really good picture quality, really good sound quality as well. They've got you covered all the way. TV tuner, speakers, the works, screen as well. And if you buy the laser TV, Comes with High Sense's white glove service, which means they'll deliver the TV and install the TV, the laser TV at your house, which includes plugging it all in, putting the screen on the wall, setting it all up so that you've got everything ready to go. Laser TV, very, very exciting. And of course, the ULED TV range have also improved more dimming zones. More brightness, up to 2,500 nits of brightness. We did a Facebook Live session on the Hisense booth. You can actually see that video. It's about a 20-minute tour of the High Sense booth on our Tech Guide Facebook page. If you want to see myself and Chris Mayer from Hisense going through all the new uh, products heading our way, including laser TV, including ULED TV, including their new VDU operating system. They're also going to have TVs running Android so a lot of cool announcements from Hisense. But it was a it was a some new products that had us excited about the Hisense stand. One of them was their new ULED XD. Now this is a future product. They had a demo on the stand and it was a remarkable television. Now at the moment the ULED range has about 1050 dimming zones. That means it's backlight. Can be broken up into more than a thousand zones on the screen to improve the contrast, the color saturation, and all of that in each part of the screen. Now, the ULED XD has more than a million dimming zones. They had them side by side, and the difference was so noticeable. So, what basically the XDs they've done with the XD is they've taken a full HD full TV. And stripped out the backlight and t- turned this into a filter for the dimming zones. So each pixel on a 4K screen can be its own dimming zone. They can close and open them. And so you've gone from thousands of dimming zones to millions of dimming zones. The result is having OLED like black levels, color that was, you had to see it to appreciate it, so natural, so rich. Uh, and I saw them side by side. The difference was like night and day. So this is a future product. The ULED TVs currently, the 2019 range, still look stunning, but the XD, wow, that's taken it to the next level. They also had their own version of a micro-LED TV as well. Theirs was called Adonis. So it was similar to what Samsung had with the wall, and it's this modular system that looks spectacular. 4K, so they built, I think, a 200-inch TV out of the microLED modules. And the sharpness was really surprising. And the brightness, it was unbelievable. So seeing this this, this massive, it's, it's hard to imagine a big screen that looks so sharp and clear but they achieved that with micro LED. So big things happening over at Hisense. I have to say, very, very impressed with their stand. And if you want to read about everything we've written about Hisense, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, you probably got antivirus on your computers and tablets. If you don't, you're crazy. You really need them. But did you know that your router could be letting hackers into your home? The router is the heart of the connected home, but can also provide an entry point for hackers to attack anything connected to your network. These can infect your devices, steal your information, and even spy on your home. Well, unfortunately, just password protecting your router won't block these threats introducing norton core it's a smart and more secure wi-fi router that delivers speed and security all in one norton core delivers next-gen wi-fi speeds to every corner of your home while helping to protect all your connected devices things like computers phones smart tvs baby monitors gaming consoles smart speakers and more from digital threats to help us block them at the network level with built-in parental controls norton core also lets you set screen time limits by device or by user you can set content filters and even pause the internet across your entire home, or from an easy-to-use smartphone app. Norton Core, the smart, more secure Wi-Fi router, is available now at your local Harvey Norman store. Tech guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Finney. Well, it's actually a review of all these quirky and cool new products that we saw at CES. Now, we've got a lot to get through, so we're going to jump right in here. The first we saw was a product called Foldy Mate. This is a robot that can fold all your laundry. Clothes go in the top, so you clip them into place. There's this little tray at the top with clips, so it can look after shirts, pants, towels, pillowcases, and... Bitter bang, bitter boom, down the bottom, you get a fold, all your clothes folded. We, we tried it. We've got a video on our site. So check that out. You'll see me putting a couple of shirts in and then seeing them come out the bottom all nicely folded. And this, this is a, a robot that doesn't look like C-3PO. It looks like a filing cabinet. But I uh, expect it to be about $1,000 US when it goes on sale later this year. And as I said, can take T-shirts, pants, towels, and pillowcases. Won't take bed sheets just yet and won't take clothing bigger than double XL. So it can handle everything else but that. So if you're tired of your folding laundry, all you do is simply clip them in and then seconds later, you've all your laundry is folded another product we saw was a uh, ideal for cyclists this is a bicycle vest it's be safe vest it's an airbag for cyclists so at first glance looks like a normal vest zippers the whole bit pockets the whole kit and caboodle but there's a sensor built into the vest as well as a sensor you place on your bike so it works in two ways if you just fall off your bike the sensor on the vest will react and deploy the airbag so that it, it puffs up around your chest, around your throat, around your back and neck, and could potentially save your life. Now, if you are struck by another vehicle, the sensor on the bike, which is just below the saddle, will talk to the sensor in the vest and deploy the airbag in 80 milliseconds, less than 80 milliseconds. So before you've even halfway to the ground, the vest is already deployed, popped open, padding there, the air, ready for you to go. So it looks after your neck, your back, thorax, the whole bit and uh, it's reusable as well. There's a CO2 cartridge that fires instantly to inflate the vest, and you can simply just replace the CO2 cartridges uh, if it does happen to deploy. So keep it fresh in case it does need to work on your next ride. The B-Vest bicycle airbag, going to go on sale in the coming months. Now, here's another thing we saw, and this was incredible. This was the Bell Nexus helicopter. Looks like an oversized drone, I have to admit. And again, there's a video for you to watch, as there is with the, uh, the air vest, the, the bicycle airbag. The Bell Nexus uh, autonomous helicopter. It's got six props. does look like a massive drone, but it's not a drone. Bell have been making helicopters for quite a while now. And their, envision, their vision is for this to be flying in the mid-2020s and becoming the new Uber taxi service of the future. So imagine hopping into one of these, there's room for four passengers, you can see our video that we were sitting inside, and just FYI, a little tip, stick around till the end of our video on the site, there's a funny little blooper that you don't want to miss, uh, involves myself, so check it out, you'll, you'll have a get a laugh, but the Bell Nexus, it is a monster. This, this this aircraft, it's got vertical takeoff and landing, uh, has a range of 300 kilometres, and it's a hybrid device too, so part engine, part electric, but also can reach speeds of up to 280 kilometres per hour. That's fast. The Bell Nexus, we've done a video, us talk in it, in front of it, so make sure you check that out. Bell Nexus Helicopters. We've got the Foldy Mate Robot and the Bike Airbag, so the Be Safe Airbag for cyclists. Check those all out. They're at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Next up, more products, more quirky and cool products that we found at the Consumer Electronics Show. And these two in this segment are all about sleep. The first one is called Hupnos. Hypnos, which is the Greek word for sleep. Now this is a sleep mask that can help you stop snoring. How many times admit it have you been snoring and you've copped an elbow in the ribs in the middle of the night? I know I have. Uh, you need to roll over to stop snoring that's usually what happens we when we're lying on our back is usually when we snore the worst. So here's a mask that you wear over your eyes and over your nose and it can uh, it's got this pressure this pressure sensitivity They can see if you are snoring, or hear, I should say, if you're snoring. So if it does hear you snoring, and there is a smartphone application to help you monitor your sleep, how many times you rolled over and how many times it reacted, if it does hear you snoring, what it does, it emits a, a gentle vibration, not enough to wake you, but enough to rouse you to roll over and stop snoring. So before your partner digs the elbow in your rib cage the Hopnos mask will hopefully intervene before that happens. So this is is a this is, could be a marriage saver, this product. We tried it. It was pretty comfortable to wear. I didn't sleep in it, of course. I just had it on my head for a little bit. You can see that in our video. But worth it if you uh, are a snorer and you don't want to disturb your partner. So uh, this would be a considerate product to use, I'd say. The other sleep product is uh, another interesting one, and this is called Somnox. This is a product... It's a robot, and you take it to bed. A lot of people have trouble sleeping, and their answer to that, their solution, is to take sleeping tablets, which doesn't always work out for people. There's side effects. You could wake up a little bit groggy. You don't want that. With Somnox, here's the robot that you take to bed that can help you drift off to sleep. Now, how does it do it? Well, first of all, let me explain the size and shape of this. It's, sort of, it's a cross between a football and a bean. It's about bigger than a footy and about the size of a bean and there's on board a little mechanism and a little light and when you're supposed to you're supposed to hug it you're supposed to spoon it and the device has it's like a little mechanism that, that, that imitates exhaling and inhaling exhaling, inhaling so that's slow rhythm your brain is designed to then copy that rhythm and when you do you drift off to sleep. So anyone any new parents, anyone who's had a baby and how many times have has this happened where you're nursing your child, your little daughter, your little son, or your nephew or your niece or a baby in your arms and they're really relaxed and sleeping breathing in and out slowly, how many times has that made you fall asleep? It's the same effect that Somnox wants to have with you. So great sleeping products there check them out, videos again on both of those products just so you get an appreciation of both of them. But hey, one of these can help you stop storing and the other one can help you drift off to sleep drug-free, which is, I think, really important. You want to check those stories out? You can find them at techguide.com.au. All righty, next up, we're going to talk about phones and in, uh, in uh, more precisely the world's first foldable phone. This is a product called Royole. It's from a company called Royole. It's called the Flex Pi. It's the world's first folding smartphone. And when you first look at it, the picture of it reminds you of a wallet. And the wallet has the screen on the outside of the product. So you fold it in half. The back is just plastic with a hinge. You fold it in half. The half that's facing the user is active. So that's the active part, the bottom half doesn't work. So if you've got it folded, the top half that you're looking at is, is what's active. So you can press, your, get in your apps and do whatever you need to do, make your calls, messages. Then if you turn it over in your hand, the back half of the screen becomes active. So that then the, the part that's resting on your palm, you can't activate anything because it's it's inactive. But what else you can do here is actually fold it out and have an even larger screen. So imagine fold it out you then suddenly have a 7.3-inch tablet size screen. There's also a dual-lens camera on board, and the camera has an interesting function. If you're taking a photo of someone, for example, you can turn the screen facing the user into a little monitor so they can see themselves being photographed. They can see what they're going to look like. They can pose. They can do whatever they need to do uh, to make sure they take a good picture. So that's one of many advantages for having a folding phone. The other is, of course, this is an AMOLED display, by the way. It's called the Cicada Wing, fully flexible AMOLED display. And because it's so flexible, it's virtually unbreakable. So how many times have you dropped the phone and you've got to crack up the middle of your screen? Well, with this device, that won't happen. You can bend it from zero to 180 degrees, and it's clear. Have a look at our video. It is remarkable. Doesn't quite have the same shine and gloss of a normal screen, a normal AMOLED screen. But it, it, to us, it reminded us of more of an e-reader screen. So not much. Doesn't look like it sort of goes too deep in below the surface, but uh, has still has the color and, and and resolution and quality for you to enjoy. So whether you, when you open it up, you can enjoy multitasking. You can enjoy all your content, your, your movies, TV shows. It is a really impressive product. It is pretty fat, though, when it's folded in half. I have to say, it's a George Costanza wallet size, size device, so it's pretty fat. So sitting in your back pocket, it's like having like an extra large wallet uh, in your hand, and I've got photos of me holding it. It does... You, do, you you do get a decent size screen when it's folded in half, but then when you open it up, boy, that's when uh, that's when it really comes into its own. The Royal, it's the FlexPi phone, world's first foldable smartphone. So uh, I'm sure we're going to see many more foldable devices this year in 2019. And this uh, this was just happened to be the first. Samsung have also already announced their Infinity Flex display, so expect something from them later this year. But that's going to be a thing. Foldable phones, and we saw one of the first at CES. Check out our video. Moving along, we've got a new product from Ecovacs, and they're the very successful robot vacuum cleaner company. And they've just announced a new bot, an Atmo Bot. This is an air purifier that can go room to room. So normally, you've got an air purifier; it just sits there. You 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 can't if you want to take it to another room, you got to lug it around, unplug it, take it around. Well, with this, it moves from room to room. If you want to deploy it to, say, the bedroom before you go to bed or have it in the kitchen during, during cooking time – it can purify the air wherever it's needed. Down the track, they are going to be sensors you can place around your home, and that will then say it say the air quality in a bedroom is not too good. Then it'll head into that room, purify the air, and then go to the next place. Or you can look at the app, which maps, the, the device has sensors to map your house like the vacuum does, and you can just deploy it into various parts of your home. You can just press on the kitchen, it'll go into your kitchen, bedroom, etc. so you can send it where you need it. So uh, the sensors will tell it uh, on its own that the air quality may be down in certain parts of the house. Uh, But until then, you can still deploy it from the companion app to filter various parts of the room. So if you've got... Particular sensitivities or allergies, maybe your child has sensitivities and allergies, you might send it into their bedroom so the air is purified so they can get a good night's sleep. So it's that handy. So rather than having a lugger heavy air purifier that normally sits in one spot in the house, you can now move it around or it moves by itself with uh, thanks to the new Ecovacs AtmoBot, which is a robot air purifier and it can move room to room to get the best possible air quality in your home. Expect that to be released in the coming months. Uh, has four-layer HEPA filter, three levels of fan power, and is uh, returns to its dock when it needs to charge. So very similar to the robot vacuum cleaners as well. Expect that in the coming months. I reckon that's a winner. Now, while we were at CES, Telstra made a 5G announcement. They uh, announced that in the first half of 2019, there will be devices customers can use in the first half of the year, 5G smartphones, but Telstra didn't mention any brand. Telstra said first half of the year, 5G smartphones, so that's all we're going to say. They didn't name the models, but it didn't take much digging to find out who who was doing it. And within a few minutes, I confirmed that LG are going to have a device and HTC are going to have a device. Now, LG they actually made no secret of the fact that they're going to have one of the world's first smartphones. They said it in their press conference before the day before CES started. They said they were going to have one of the first, to be one of the first smartphone vendors to release a five G handset in twenty nineteen. Qualcomm, the chipset manufacturer, were also at that press conference. So LG, you can pretty much take that to the bank. They're going to be one of the first in the first six months of 2019 to have a phone that works on the 5G Telstra network. The other that we confirmed is a product from HTC. Now, HTC is already working with Telstra because they have a mobile hotspot that they're also going to be bringing to market. So it makes sense to us that, you know, while they're working on a mobile broadband device, they're going to mo- work on a phone as well. And that is, has been confirmed that it'll be definitely LG, definitely HTC devices that will work on Telstra's 5G network in the first half of this year, which is earlier than we thought. I thought it was easier the second half of the year, if not 2020. Won't be Apple, won't be an iPhone, won't see a new iPhone until September at the earliest, and we doubt even then that that'll be a 5G device. Now, the other brands that may be offering a device, we, one source has told us Samsung will have a 5G device, but it won't be the Galaxy S10, which will be released on February the 20th. It'll be unveiled on February the 20th at a special event in San Francisco, but I think it's too soon for that to be 5G. Perhaps maybe the Note 10 Maybe a 5G device, but to me, I think Samsung have a device ready to go, maybe an A-series Galaxy device that is 5G and will be one of the Telstra 5G devices that will work on the network. Now, the other company that I'm hearing uh, will be Oppo to offer a 5G handset as well. So Fun and Games from Telstra, They at first they said, okay, we've got all these announcements, then just said, okay, we're going to have some handsets in the market. Uh, in the first half of the year and then didn't tell us what the, the, those devices were going to be. So I quickly uh, got on the on the phone and uh, was messaging people and emailing people and pretty soon established that definitely LG, definitely HTC, most likely Samsung and Oppo as well. So there you have it. At Telstra uh, they made their own little announcement at CES, and it was appropriate because there was a lot of fo- talk about 5G at CES. 5G powering not only faster networks but also other other popular themes of the show, including autonomous driving. That was that's no doubt going to be a very much a 5G powered technology, uh, as is wider use of smart devices in cities and towns and councils that'll also connect to the 5G network. Uh, and, and, allow, and allow us to control and monitor and react to various things on the network. Well, that's a wrap-up of everything we've seen at CES. You can read about the foldable phone, the EcoVax, AtmoBot, and those Telstra announcements. You can read all about that at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated, this is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand, and they're the company behind Orby. That's the award-winning system that makes your Wi-Fi faster and takes your Wi-Fi further. Orbi Wi-Fi systems are designed for any size homes, large or small, from apartments and lofts to single-family homes and sprawling estates. No more dead zones, no black spots, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. And for those times when you need a little more, Orbi add-on satellites give you additional coverage inside and out. Perfect for backyards, garages, or even the granny flat. In today's modern household, Orbi's tri-band Wi-Fi system lets you stream your favourite movies in 4K and play online games by providing ultra-fast Wi-Fi no matter how many devices are connected. Orbi plugs into your existing modem and is really easy to set up with just a couple of clicks. And not only does it work great, it also looks great too And blends into your home's decor. Orbi has, in fact, set up a home Wi Fi challenge. So you can buy an Orbi Netgear, a Netgear Orbi Wi Fi kit, and if you don't get better home Wi Fi, you'll get your money back. So if you want to take the Orbi Home Wi Fi challenge, head over to netgear.com.au forward slash Orbi Wi Fi challenge. Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. This week on the Tech Guide Help Desk, we have got a voice bite and we're going to play it for you right now. Stephen has spoken about mobile phones for elderly people on the radio. I need to to be reminded which phone it is I should purchase for a 90-year-old woman. Thank you. Okay. Now, that device, I have spoken about smartphones for elderly users. Uh, so a couple of choices here. One of them was a Doro phone, D-O-R-O, and it was a device that had large buttons, so your numerical keypad and a screen. It was actually a flip phone. So that was one of them. That, though I spoke about that on, on the radio some time ago, the Doro phone. Uh, it was released through Optus. And this, it was the model, the 6520 was the phone that I was talking about. It's a flip phone uh, and offers the connectivity you want, but also the simplicity you want. The 6520 Doro Doro, clamshell flip phone, 2.8-inch display, really easy to read. Now, the other devices I recommend for older people uh, who are maybe trying their first smartphone is the Alcatel, either the 1 series or the 3 series. The reason I, I offer those as choices is because both of those Alcatel phones are affordable but offer a lot of quality, and a lot of value for your money. So they're easy to use, so you're not paying $2,000 for an iPhone or a Samsung device. It's an affordable product that has a lot of add-on added features, and can give you a great experience for a very little price. So not, not every 90-year-old wants to spend $2,000 on a device. They maybe want to spend a couple of hundred to enjoy that experience, seeing that it might be their very first experience with a smartphone. They are the phones that I've spoken about on the radio, and right now, also here on the Tech Guide podcast, and we hope that helps. And all of those devices we've spoken about, the Doro 6520 and the Alcatel 1 and 3 series, are all. Uh, you can read more about them at techguide.com.au. And that is the end of our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about, of course, at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, feel free to email us at info at I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.